Welcome to the A Better Way to Farm podcast, where we share serious secrets about profitable farming. We appreciate you taking the time to join us, and we hope that you'll love the knowledge we share not only with you today, but also in future episodes. So let's get right into it. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. We appreciate all of you who choose to give us a listen. When we finish, if you find value in what we do, we'd really appreciate it if you'd Give us a rating on whatever platform it is that you are listening to us on. We would also appreciate it if you'd share it with a friend and uh, maybe if you help them find some value in what we do too. So we wanted to revisit the idea of foliar feeding today. We're going to talk about why foliar feeding and in particular, why foliar feeding now. So just today on our farm, we had an airplane come in and we flew on about two and a half gallon of fertilizer and some plant growth regulator. Not for the normal reason that we would be foliar feeding, but we were doing this for recovery. Typically, I'm not a big proponent of foliar feeding stuff that needs recovered, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But we got clobbered by a hailstorm, not as bad as some people. We were blessed. We still had stock standing with just a few leaves on each plant. Now it's been a week since that happened to us, and we've had a little bit of regrowth. So we flew on the two and a half gallon of fertilizer and. We should have, but we didn't. If I had been home, um, as opposed to being in Minnesota, we would have put a little bit of some micros in there, some different micros that would help with that healing process. And so one of the reasons to foliar feed is in that case, if we're trying to bring back something that suffered a big traumatic experience and our corn crop at home suffered a big traumatic experience. So we're going to be posting pictures of that on the Facebook page. If you haven't followed us at A Better Way to Farm on Facebook, we would encourage you to do that. And you'll be able to follow along and see what happens here over the next 10 days as we try to post pictures each and every day so that you can compare and and see what we're getting. But uh, the first question is, why foliar feeding? Well, one of the things that we know is we're always looking for a way to push the crop. How do we push to new limits? How do we do better? How do we grow more bushels economically? And foliar feeding is not anything that is new. It's something that works very well and people know that, but the key is it has to be done correctly. There was never a spot where the four R's were more important. The right product is everything because not all products are created equal and not all products will work. And we have to use a very high quality product here that is built really for foliar feeding. The rate is really, really important. And we want to make sure that we're putting on what we need, but we're not putting on too much. We don't desire to do any burn. We want to make sure that we are doing this at the right time in the stage of the growth of the plant. We also want to be doing it at the right time of day. In other words, we know we never want to foliar feed if the temperature is above 86 degrees. We know we want to wait till it gets down below 10 degrees below the high for the day if it did get above 86. And there's a host of things there. And if you're interested in more information on the staging of the plant or some of those things, more of the details on how to do it, I invite you to give me a call at 641-919-1206 or feel free to send me a text. Feel free to get us a message on the Facebook page. Any of those will work and we'll get back in touch with you as quickly as we possibly can. Why do we foliar feed this year? Well, obviously we have a tremendous opportunity to experiment this year and learn and make big money. The risk reward is really, really good because the risk is not that much. Right now, foliar feeding soybeans, we're probably risking about a bushel and a half. In corn, we're probably risking ballpark three bushel when we make a foliar feeding pass. It's not that much. And the potential reward is far, far, far greater than that. There's a tremendous economic opportunity here to do this. And so this is the year when guys go out and they do these things and they learn 
And then they realize even if corn is at three bucks, this is still a good deal. This still makes me money. This still pushes the yield. And if beans fall back to eight bucks, which I hope they never do, but if they do, then we know what we can do and we know what the response is. And we've already experimented when we had the money to do it. But now when things are tight again, this is something we add to our toolbox that helps us be profitable in the harder times. So let's talk about what are we going to foliar feed? And there's two schools of thought. There is the school of thought that says we want to foliar feed our worst crops. Now, sometimes I'm in favor of tissue testing some of everything. I had a nice chat with one of our guys on the phone yesterday or maybe the night before. And, and Jared and I were discussing the fact that, you know, there's a lot of value in doing tissue testing on some of your worst stuff, some of your average stuff, and some of your best stuff, because we can use that as the opportunity to go to school. We can say, all right, what did we do in the spring and how did it work and how did what we do translate into nutrients in that plant? And maybe we need to reevaluate what we're doing so that next year we can do a better job, that we can be more successful in what we do, that we can literally just do a better job of getting the foundation under that plant and getting it going. And then we can also study on our medium stuff and we can study on our high stuff. And pretty soon over the course of a few years, we start to see trends developing and we start saying, okay, the soil test is this and we did this and this is the response that we got. And next year we did something different and this is how we made it better. And that's how we're going to continue to grow and to get better. But when it comes to saying, what am I going to foliar feed on a normal year when prices are more average than they are right now, we tend to gravitate towards foliar feeding the best crops. Why is that? Well, let's just say that we're working with soybeans and we've got some fields that we know are going to make 45 bushel and we've got some bean fields that we know are going to make 85 bushel. And so which one do we want to work on? Foliar feeding tends to work as a percentage of increase. And if what we do is we gain, let's say we gain 10%, well, on the 45 bushel beans, we gain four and a half bushel. That's a pretty good deal this year. It'd be about 60 bucks on probably a 15 to $20 investment. That's a great opportunity. However, the 85 bushel beans, we're going to gain eight and a half bushel. We're going to pick up over $100 for the exact same investment. And so oftentimes what we encourage you to do is feed your fastest horse. Give that fastest horse more fuel. Help him to run even faster. It's the same thing in corn. If we got a field that's making 180 and we gain 10%, that's 18 bushel. It's well worth it. We'll take it. But if we got fields that are making 250, now we're picking up 25 bushel and it's even more worth it. How are we going to go about knowing what to do? Ladies and gentlemen, I am not a fan of just taking a shotgun approach. You guys know we believe in soil testing at the beginning of the year. We prefer you test this fall and get started off on the right foot for next spring. I don't like to throw darts at a board. I don't want you spending money on something you don't need. I don't want you neglecting something that you do need. And so what we do now, when we're getting ready to do foliar feeding, we come in and we say, all right, let's do a tissue test and let's see what we can do. And a lot of people do tissue testing and they get back their test results and the test says, all right, here's your levels. Here's the norms. Good luck. They don't tell you what you should do. And it's okay. I can look at those. Other people can look at those and we can make a fairly decent guess as to what you should add. But let's take it a step further. When you tissue test through Midwest Labs using our system, you get your levels and you get your norms. But most importantly is you get recommendations. Recommendations that take into account every nutrient level in relationship with every other nutrient level. 
And therefore, we make recommendations on how much of each micronutrient to use. And I've looked at a lot of tests that would call for maybe two ounces of one particular micronutrient and maybe a pint and a half of a different one. Because that, at this stage in the crop's life, we know at this time, this is what's going to get you the most available remaining yield. And that's what we have to look at. Obviously, you know, we know that corn can make probably 700 bushels to the acre when we, that's the potential before we open the bag. Beans, I don't know, maybe 300, but a tremendous yield potential. And most everything we do is a yield reduction program. What do we want to do? We want to not do so much yield reduction. That's why we do a soil test. That's why we start off strong in the spring. And then we come back in and we do the tissue test and we give that crop every opportunity. And there are really two windows there early in that crop's life when it works the best to do it. And then there's one opportunity that is late. The opportunity that is late that some of you will be looking at is if you apply a fungicide at, say, R2, that's a perfect time to put on a product that we have spatially built for one reason and one reason only. Our product that's a 26% nitrogen with a half percent boron was built for foliar feeding. And in particular, when we get into those late stages of crops um, at R2, we're talking about the opportunity to gain kernel size or to gain size of the bean. We're talking about the opportunity to pack in more test weight and make that crop heavier. And so why do we want to foliar feed? Well, obviously, if you got hailed like I did and you want to try to salvage something, that's one reason. That is not the best reason. The best reason is, is that you have a good crop going and you want to take this opportunity to push it and get even more out of it. Because the bottom line at the end of the day is, what do we got to figure up on? It's not gross revenue per acre. What we got to do is figure net revenue per acre. And this is one of the ways to increase that net revenue per acre. Hopefully, guys, I gave you something here to think about as you're driving the tractor or driving down the road in your pickup, whatever it is that you happen to be doing. And we will look forward to talking to you more about this. So feel free, give us a call, send us a text, 641-919-1206. If you haven't followed us on Facebook, slide on over there and type in A Better Way to Farm and uh, give us a look and Take a look at what we post and some of the things that we put up there. And I really hope that the weather is being kind to you. In our particular part of the world there, we had a really wet year in the early spring. And then we had about three weeks of 100-degree temperature and no rain. And now we've had probably 10 to 12 inches of rain in the last six days. And so it's not ideal. And I know that's what farming goes with. But I wish, I hope that God is granting you a great year. And I really hope that you guys are having a better day. Thank you for joining us this week on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. If you found value in this episode, we would appreciate you rating us on iTunes or simply sharing with a friend. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and tune in next time for serious secrets about profitable farming.